Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You now listen to the provocation. You now listen to the provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Sound like we back again, man. <laughs> Beautiful day outside. Feeling like summertime. You know? Mm-hmm. Nice little breeze out there. Hope everybody enjoyed their day. Appreciate you tuning in. Right. I in hear case you. you didn't know. Listening to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 89 and season three of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you're listening live, we appreciate the love. Listening to the archive, we appreciate that too. Today is June 4th, 2019 on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. Hope you had a little fun. Enjoyed yourself. Right. You're right back to work on this Monday. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday. Mm. I'm still waiting to hit the lottery, man. Oh, yeah. Keep you know waiting I mean? now. Yeah. Well, that, that's not too encouraging. You're going to tell me keep waiting. You're supposed to say, okay, well, yeah, well maybe your number's going to hit tonight. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do. I'll tell you what, if I hit the lottery, they better watch out. Uh-huh. I'm going to start a movement all across this country. Go ahead, so son. I like things. to hear that talk. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I plan on doing with the money. Mm. But I am. But I am going to enjoy myself as well. Okay. You know? Right. Well, let's see what's going on, man. You know, not so much going on on this side. Let's see. Uh, you know, always something going on in the news. You know, there's always Trump being Trump. Mm. Uh Politics as usual. Right. Jared Kushner can't decide what racism is and what it isn't. <laughs> mm. uh, Trump is still tariff happy. Mm. Democrats don't know whether to impeach or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where, do, where, can, where do we stop? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. There's a bunch of things to talk about. Oh yeah. I do want to talk about a, a movie I got to see this weekend on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. When they see us, uh, de- mm. definitely a powerful movie. You know, I gotta give all respect to um, to Ava DuVernay. Yeah, she's doing a good job of uh, bringing these real life issues, you know, to to cinema, so people can see or get a first person view. Of uh, the things that have happened in these people's lives, man. Because um, mm-hmm. this was a tough one for me. This was a tough one. 
Mm. I had I had to stop watching it for a minute, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, like I said, not too much going on on this side. What you got going on on your side, man? Well, not a whole lot going on over here. Um, this uh, past uh, weekend, Saturday, I was out on the corner with my Masonic brothers selling the barbecue ribs, uh, chicken, and fried fish, and uh, we sold out uh, this past Saturday. Uh, Sunday, your mother and I went down uh, to visit your grandfather and grandmother. Your grandmother, you know, is in the hospital, is having some had some surgery done on her hip. She seems to be, uh, spirits seem to have been uh, pretty good. And speaking with Pops today, uh, she seems to be uh, doing pretty good. Matter of fact, he was surprised that she was able to uh, basically get up and walk. And uh, because, you know, and he was just going back based on years ago, how something like that would kind of like put you down for a while. But with today's technology, modern medicine and modern technology. Uh, it's amazing uh, with the new uh, things that they're able to replace. Uh, they replaced their hip. So uh, that's just amazing, you know? Well, you know, Grandma ain't wanted to sit in one place for too long anyway. So you know how that goes. I knew that one. Yeah, I hear you. You yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, I'm just glad to hear that she's doing okay. You know, she sounded good when I got a chance to talk to her on the phone, and I wish her a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Told her she got to make it down here to come see me, man, get some of this, well, you never know, but get some of this good weather while it's still good. You know? Right, right. I don't think she will argue um, that. No, nah, you know, she she says she definitely wants to come down. She, she hasn't, you know, been able to see the house, so I know she wanted to definitely do that. But, uh, you know, we'll find a way to get them down here so they can mm-hmm. hang out. But, uh, yeah, man, like I said, uh, not so much going on. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the uh, to the NBA Finals. You been watching that? Not really. I haven't been watching that closely at all. I just hear uh, conversations about it. I've heard – I think I've seen something where uh, – Former President Obama was at one of the games and received the yeah. standing ovation. Uh, other than that, you know, I haven't really been following it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I um, yeah, he was at the last game, the one uh, the one the Warriors just won. It's actually one one right now, and it looks like it might end up being uh, a closer final than what we think. Uh, the reason okay. I say that is because it's like one two. There are two key players on the Warriors that are hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's out. He's not going to be out. He might not be back until like maybe game four, game five, if that. And um, the last game, Clay Thompson got hurt. So they kind of, you know, they haven't really given an expectation as to, you know, what he's going to do right now. But I think that evens the playing field a little bit more, you know? Right. Right. Because uh, Toronto's Toronto's a pretty good team. They came out firing that first game, and, and I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. But if you pay attention to the Warriors, they tend to they tend to like come out a little slow the first couple games of the series, and then they like they they kick it into another gear, which is kind of what they did this past game. Even though it was a close game, I think the mm-hmm. main reason it's been close is because uh, Kevin Durant is not playing. And once he starts to play. You know, I think it's, it's over with. So, Toronto got to see if they can get up on the Warriors. Unfortunately, I think this next game is in Golden State, so that puts them at a disadvantage. Um, I'm curious to see what Golden State does, though, being down two of their key players. So, it's going to be pretty mm-hmm. interesting. It should, it, should be a, it should be a good final, you know? Okay. You know, any, anything to hold me off until football starts because, you know, you know how I right. get when the football season over. Yeah. Well, this is usually might... the time that I would watch, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I might get on, get back into uh, coaching this year. Uh, you know, me and my boy, we were talking about it. But uh, it might not be, it might not be in Chesapeake. It might be in Virginia Beach. Okay. Around, so, which is cool because, you know, Virginia Beach, is, they're a lot, they're a lot cleaner the way that they run things. Uh, compared to Chesapeake, it's a lot of, you know, 
lot of politics going on in Chesapeake, so we'll see how it works out. And I think we, we should have an opportunity to have a, a bigger team uh, this time around because, you know, the, the year we, we coached, we only had like 14 players, so those kids was playing all game, you know? So so by you doing that, how does that affect the kids that you were coaching uh, the previous year? So that puts them into – that puts them out of uh, – if you're going to be working with Virginia Beach, then they wouldn't be they wouldn't be eligible then, right? Well, you can have some kids from a different you know, from a different city. You know what I mean? You got, I think you can have like two to four kids from a different city. The thing the thing with us though, if you if you pay attention to what we did, we had to build our own team. So we had kids right. from all over Hampton Roads. It wasn't just Chesapeake, and they they allowed us okay. to do that because. They waited to the last minute to say that there weren't any more kids available uh, in the draft. So mm-hmm. uh, this time around, we, we may end up having a team that we do coach in Virginia Beach. We may have a team of maybe 20 to 25 kids, which is great because right. that way we can do – we can pretty much do a scrimmage every practice. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And okay. kids will be rested. So hopefully it works out. I, I look forward to getting back into it because I had a lot of fun, man. I think that was like – that was probably one of the most fun things, and me and my boy, we talk about it. It's probably one of the most fun things we've ever done in our life to be able to work with those kids, you know? Right. So it'll be cool to do that again. Hmm. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's about it as far as what's going on around here. You know, let's, uh, I figure we can dive into some of these subjects real quick. Okay. So I don't know if you had a chance to catch some of uh, Jared Kushner's interview. But apparently oh, that disastrous interview? Well, yeah, every time he talks, it seems to be a disaster, to be honest. But that but, that um, was the one with Axios? Right. And he couldn't decide whether the whole birtherism thing was racist or not. Oh, hell no. <laughs> um, so it, it seems as if if you're in the Trump circle, it seems as if you can't have a mind of your own. That's that's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. It looks like you just gotta fall in line and and do what the do what the big guy tells you to do, because he knew that that whole situation was racist, but he tried to say, well, you know, that's something I wasn't around then. You know, it's something he did, but that's not really an answer. No, it's not. I mean, if it, you want to read between the lines, I think what you're saying is that it was racist because you're not you're saying. You're not saying it's not. You're mm-hmm. saying that you weren't around it. You weren't involved in that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then he got asked the yeah. question, um, were you upset that he had did that? Or, you know, were you mad that he went about that? He wouldn't even answer that. I wasn't around there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy, man. I mean, I mean, we need people that know how to think for themselves in this government. You're talking about a guy who's in charge of trying to, to, to make a peace treaty between the Palestinians and the Israelis. A man that well, can't even answer a simple question as to whether birtherism was racist or not. Well, first of all, I think he's ill-equipped to be in the position that he's in to be able to try to negotiate some type of peace settlement in the Middle East. The man is not uh, trained in that at, at all. And, and then you have an issue, too, where do you really think he was going to come out and say that his father-in-law is racist? Because if you say the, 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 the incident is racist, then you're calling the person who was right. involved in the incident a racist and if his own daughter is not going to come out and speak against her father, uh, right? I don't really expect him to. I mean, the only thing, the only thing that I've seen of, that you got out of that is that he was just trying to walk that line. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 The same thing over and over again. Between Kushner, Barr, uh, Sarah Sanders, you know what I mean, Sarah Sanders, it's all the same thing in that circle, you know. Well, what I learned is it seems that anyone that 
is connected with Trump in any way, those people tend to be tainted. And like the FBI, I think they just arrested this guy, Nader, George Nader, because in possession of child pornography. So it's like anyone that's connected in any capacity with this guy, there's some there's some serious issues involving their character and their personality and all of that. Right. You know? And Barr, I take huh? You know, the hardest thing for me to believe, you know, with, with this information documented that, you know, he had these charges brought up against him, it, it's like people still believe that these are stand up people. Which is what I don't I don't understand. I you, you the only re, the only thing that I think you really need to understand uh this this is just a totally corrupt administration and I look at I look at William Barr, Bill Barr, uh the attorney general is like the sheriff of Nottingham. Uh huh. I may not be the king, but I got just as much power as the king. So that's where he's at now. And he's even basically said I'm at the end of my career. So, right. like, he feels, what is it going to do to me? You know what I'm saying? And right. and when they did that interview with him, and he was up there, I guess, in Alaska, and they were saying he was, and somebody was saying, an article was saying, well, what, what was he saying by wearing the, uh, the outfit that he was wearing? I guess, like, the, uh, it was like a police, uh, Whatever, but I looked at it as like I'm hunting. That's where I got from. Yeah, like it's like I'm hunting for something, you know? Right. That's he, what I see. He's hunting to try to make, you know, Trump's claims that this whole investigation was corrupt. He, he's hunting for information to try to make it to swing it to look that way. But come hmm. on, man, it's it's you can dig as much as you want to. I mean, this is what the Republicans do. I mean, they did the same thing with Benghazi and all this other stuff. It's just let's keep riling up the controversy so we can keep talking about this instead of talking about the stuff that we're not doing, um, actually helping the people we're supposed to represent. You know what I mean? Let's keep right. let's keep stirring up their stirring up their anger, stirring up their racism because we know we can keep we can put a thumb on that, but for some reason we can't figure out how to help these people, even though they put us in a position to do that. Yeah, we're not worried yeah, about I mean, that. No, and and you know, Ron, I I I. I like you say, sometimes <clears throat> you you do have to take a break every once in a while, but you don't uh, you don't lose sight of all that's going on here. And like they said uh, in uh, during the civil rights era, keep your eyes on the prize. And uh, with with uh, all this stuff that's coming on, and like we've said before on our podcast, it seems like every day there's a new revelation uh you know and and uh, when is enough enough and then you look at the fact and 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 looking at how all this stuff is coming down and, and and everything i just hope that this this guy has to be held accountable and uh the democrats have to do what they need to do to start Impeachment hearings. Now they're supposed to be starting something next week, where they're bringing uh, John Dean, who was who was the White House counsel for uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon, and I guess right. he's going to testify and so forth. But uh, I, I I think they I think I think Mueller should come because just like and we are, we'll get into this later. Just like we seen that we watched that movie. Uh, and stuff like that. Uh, that that definitely had a profound impact on me. Okay, yeah. But just just to speak on Mueller real quick, right? Right. Um, I don't know him personally. You know, you got to go by what everybody says. And, you know, he's a stand-up guy. You know, he hasn't really done anything to make me believe that he's, you know, fallen within that Trump circle. Um. But I think he, I think he did a terrible job of realizing the bigger picture, or or the type of impact 
that he could have had to, to resolve some of the things we got going on right now, right now with this current administration. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have been he would have been shown as political if he would just came out and just laid the truth out, just plain and simple. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, he did obstruct justice. I cannot bring charges against him because it's against DOJ policy. Congress needs to act at this very moment. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not hard for yeah. him to say that. Yeah, I, I, um, I, you know, yeah, that one is a, I guess it depends on the frame of mind that you're coming from. If you're coming from, you're a strict institutionalist following the Department of Justice uh, policy, the OLC, uh, Office of Legal Counsel, and saying that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Uh, that I have an issue with. And and like I said, I've read that book um uh, by Lawrence Tribe about to end a presidency. And it got into the whole debate around centering around the impeachment clause. And they were saying that um, if, if, you, if you do indict a sitting president, then he's got to prep for the trial. He can't focus on his uh, carrying out the rest of his constitutional duties because he he's got to have a trial. So right now, right. that trial comes in the form of impeachment. And so that's where, that's where it, it isn't just, well, it sounds like it goes way back before this maybe OLC, this OLC policy. It sounded like when the framers were debating the articles of impeachment, that was considered as well back then, but I feel this way. Why do we have a line of succession? Uh, Well, I guess, like, again, can the president, which Trump is already demonstrating that he's not doing anyway. In other words, what presidential duties does he do? Right. So so what would we be missing (laughs) if he devoted most of his time to handling his defense or whatever. But I feel that how can we have someone with as corrupt a nature as this person occupying the Oval Office and we sit by and, and say it's okay? And the only thing different here, I believe, and, and I don't know this to be fact, the difference maybe between Trump and Nixon is that I think the Democrats were probably the controlling party in both the Senate and the House. Now the Democrats only control one of the chambers. And so, uh, again, according to this book, it sounds like the two parties, not just the Republicans, but the Democrats, have been successful in reducing it to tribalism. In other words, if you're not a Democrat, then you belong to the other party. Uh, We really don't want to have anything because for you to belong to the other party, I already know there's a lot that you and I don't have in common. That's That's what they're saying now. We have this broken politics, but putting all that aside, if, if you just if you just if you just look at the Constitution, follow the Constitution, take all of the emotion out of it, just do what is right, then I think they would do they would follow uh, if they had followed impeachment with Nixon, they sure as hell should be following it with Trump. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's as simple as what's right from what's wrong. They, they wouldn't yeah. have tolerated it. The Republicans cannot sit there with a straight face and say they would have tolerated any of that behavior with any other president, especially a Democratic president. They would. So I don't know, I don't know who that they think they're fooling, besides, I guess, the people that don't really care. But majority of this country cares. Like, we get 
if we were to do any of that stuff, we would be in jail right now. So right. what is it just because you're president that makes you different from the rest of us? Is that, I mean, is that somewhere written in the Constitution? Now, I know you get different protections and stuff like that, but if you break the law, you're not above that. You need to serve the time. You need to pay the consequences. And one of the things, Ronald, again, from the book that I read, it, that is a common theme throughout the book, and that is that no one is above the law. Right. And if we truly believe that, then we would be doing what is our constitutional obligation. And that is using the template of Richard Milhouse Nixon. This man has exponentially uh, exceeded what Nixon had done. And he needs to be brought before now, I, I will do this. Though. I will say this in 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 in, in probably Nancy's defense is that if being that if 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 there's not enough Republicans to come along and and convict him in the Senate, then he will play that up as he was vindicated. Now, what they're concerned about, and this is what I'm saying. And and I would I would like for anyone to call in and join in this conversation. Do you at this point, Ronald, feel that if Trump if Trump is not reelected, do you think there will be any further action taken against him as far as putting him in jail? Do you think that? Uh That's a tough one, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would just be like, you know what, it's over and done with. Let's just let him drift off into the sunset, which I don't think will happen. I still think he'll be the loud, you know, boisterous, you know, he just is what he is. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know if they would pursue that. What my thought now, here's is my question. Here's, here's my question. Here's my question, though. Okay. So they let's say if a Democratic president is elected, well, yeah, I mean that's the only thing that could be elected a Democratic right. president, right? Because they right. know Republicans going to really get the type of support to have a chance to primary him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that Democratic president would insist on something being done towards him. Now let me ask you this question though, because you know you have investigations going on in uh, in New York, right? They have their own investigations going on against this campaign. Right, right. Would would they still pursue what they needed to do? Because I think they would. Because if he let's say let's say this whole let's say there's a whole tax fraud situation going on. If he's been avoiding right. paying taxes in the state of New York for all this time. Do they just let that slide because he's no longer president? Yeah, see, it, like you said, that, that is a difficult question that I uh, presented to you because uh, with those investigations that are currently underway somehow come to a halt, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this information, if this information doesn't come out now, when uh, uh, if it doesn't come out now, or if it doesn't come out before the 2020 election, uh, then you know if it comes out after the fact, will the people, will there be enough? Uh, will the people be so tired of hearing about this person? They just want to get it to the point where he's out of the picture. Okay, he got one over on us. Let's, but it sends a bad message. It sends a bad message. It, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the complexity, I believe, in trying to answer that question. It does send a bad message. And I think what Nancy is trying to do is to lay out such a strong case that 
they will feel that the, that the public will feel that this man must pay for all that he's done. He must be held accountable. My thing is this: with that whole you know lay out a, a case that's you know just undeniable. What I mean, what else can you get at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like well, what, think, what other information can they get at this point? I think the other information that can be gotten, because they were saying, <clears throat> if you listen to some of these uh, some of these uh, shows that they appear on, there seems to be some outstanding questions that they would just like to get some clarity on. I mean, the stuff the stuff that's in the report speaks for itself, and uh, so I, I, I think I think once they initiate impeachment hearings, there's more tools available to them uh, uh, to to get uh, some of the witnesses before them and to get the documents that they're seeking and things of that nature. Now, oh, so far they've won uh, two court battles uh, for the documents. And uh, uh, so that's been, you know, upheld and so forth. But, uh, I think they want to be able to, they got to have the hearings to, because I think the hearings are public and, and those right. hearings will bring the American people along. Uh, in the end, the, the, the audience that you are really appealing to, Ron, in the end, right. is the Republican senators. I mean, but th- th- that's my thing. It's like, you are a Republican senator. You have access to a to a all of this information as it is. You've pretty much seen everything. So what what are you gonna? I have to now bring these people in, in front of you in the public in order to convince you. You've already seen what they said on paper. Well, see, the, yeah, but still, yet, yeah, okay, okay, you're talking about the 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 um, the, the congressional and senate senate leaders. Okay, it still needs to, you still need to bring. You still need to uh, when you when you start impeachment hearings, and I believe that is a public process, and so right. the public will the public will be glued to their TVs, uh, depending on which witness is coming before the Senate. Because what happens, Ron, if 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 the impeachment does go to the Senate, then if the impeachment hearing is heard is heard, then the chief justice presides over the, the, the trial. It's basically a trial for the president. Right. And I guess most of the Republicans would serve as the defense attorneys and the uh, Democrats would serve probably as the prosecutors. So you're bringing it in and there's a public, it is a public display of, of, of all that is being, uh, that this person has done and so forth. And yes, uh, like you're saying, it, like like they like Justin um, Justin Amash, the lone Republican that says he feels that Trump's impeachment hearing should be brought against Trump. He read the right. full Mueller report. Now what they've done, I don't know if you've seen it yesterday, but there was a there was there was a, a group of Republicans. Uh, with three former Republican uh, attorney, uh, not attorney general, but federal prosecutors, they went through the Mueller report and highlighted certain areas so that so that the Congress and the senators wouldn't be having to read the whole thing. They could just read these highlighted these highlighted parts, and they believe right. if they read those highlighted those highlighted uh, parts that that would convince a lot of senators uh, that they need to step up and do their constitutional obligation and say that no one is above the law. If you would, if you would indict any other person, if any other person for doing the exact same thing that the president is doing would have been indicted, then they believe that reading that report, they would come to that same conclusion. Now, will they, or will they decide well, no, we're going to take this it's party loyalty. Or we're going to stick by this guy. If he goes down, we go down. That may be the thing. And then come 2020, they will have to answer to the voters. 
You know? Yeah, but my thing is, is why wait? To, in my eyes, they've already said that, that they're willing to die with this dude. Because at yeah. the end of the day, despite, you know, with the intelligence, the Senate Intelligence Committee and stuff like that, you know, the information that they've seen, it's hard for me to believe that they don't, they don't have conversations with the other senators within their party about this information. Because if mm-hmm. you listen to the, to the Republicans, every time they come on TV, it's all the same talking points. So that got to be communi- communicated some way, somehow. You know what I mean? Well, well, well yeah, but you, you know they, got, you, they have caucuses. So whenever those caucuses come together, they're going to the, – the difference with the Republicans that I see over the Democrats is the Republicans are very disciplined in carrying out their talking points. Democrats do this scattershot approach, uh, which they need to have the same level of discipline, I believe, as the Republicans exhibit when they come out. Right. And they got to be united and so forth. Now, as you have seen, since Mueller came before the cameras and said what he said, if he could have, if we could have cleared the president, we would have. That said it all, without actually saying the words like you wanted to hear him say, and a lot of other people wanted to hear him say, I think he's gonna, he's not gonna, he's not gonna deviate from what he, from what he put in, what he put in in writing. He's not gonna deviate from that, you know. This but I, you've this heard, I mean. but, but you've heard so far from nearly 800 former federal prosecutors, 800. Saying anyone else, anyone else, both Republican and Democrat, would have been indicted for obstruction of justice. This is that's what I mean. You know what I mean? It's like, so why why should anybody be convinced that despite what other information comes out or that the Democrats are able to present publicly, that the Republicans are going to change their mind in the Senate? I the mean, Republicans, like I don't you said, think, are. I don't think they're going to change their mind. I, I don't feel they will. Uh, if they do, it would be it would be astonishing to me. Uh, so so then we're saying basically, yeah, okay, Democrats, and and, and, I, and I and I do believe that the Democrats need to do what they need to do. They need to follow the Constitution, and follow the yeah, Constitution means they need to start impeachment hearings. Yeah, because right now it looks like they're playing a scare game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's not let's not do any impeachment because you see what happened to the Republicans during the Bill Clinton time. No, you cannot compare the two things. No, you, you know, can't. You, you, have, can. you have one where a person lied, basically trying to save his marriage because he was caught. That was personal business, not public business. Mm-hmm. But you but you pressed on it, and your impeachment right. failed. The public right. wasn't behind you because it's hard for me to believe that half of them dudes in government haven't cheated on their wives. Like right. you heard about the stories that going on that go on. So who are you mm-hmm. to call the, the kettle black? I mean, that's, that's the pot calling the kettle black. And how, and right. Everything? The pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, come on, man. So my <laughs> thing is this: if I'm a, if I'm a Democrat, right? Yeah. I, I feel like they're approaching it the wrong way. Uh huh. The way I do it is, we're gonna do what we got put in Congress to do. So let's proceed right. with the impeachment hearings. And on mm-hmm. top of that, forget what forget what the Republicans in the Senate are going to do. Let's 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 go to the grassroots, filter this information down to the people, and let them take to the streets. Right. Let them okay. continue to call these senators' offices over and over again. We are not going to stand for this. If this vote comes to the Senate, your ass better vote to impeach him because you would not accept this for any other president. Right. The Democrats need to rally the people. They can't sit there and be like, oh, I don't know if I want to impeach or not. We're just going to keep doing this, doing that. People are sick of that. You can't play the pity pack game with an administration like this. You no, can't. you can't. You can't. I agree. Because they're going to continue to walk over you as they've shown for the past two and a half years. Yeah. Despite what comes out, what's in writing, or who testifies, their response is not true, fake news. That's it. Right. 
So, I mean, why are you wasting your time or our time? Right. These are the same people who complain about the Republicans wasting taxpayer money with all these phony investigations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know right. your investigations ain't phony, but they stonewalling you at every point. So at yeah. some point yeah. in time, you got to say, this shit is just not working. Well, when you look at uh, and people do look at these polls and so forth. If you look at these polls, it says that um, the loyal base that the Democrat has is the uh, black voters. And the majority, the majority of African Americans are questioning why hasn't this guy been impeached? That's the right. majority uh, consensus. And it's, it's going to get to a And after a while, I mean, those same polls said that Hillary Clinton was a shoo-in. Look what happened. Right, exactly. So so at this point in time, who gives a damn about a poll? Do <laughs> what you need to do. Sometimes sometimes you got to force feed people what they need. It's just like that, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes you know, as a kid, maybe I didn't want to eat my Brussels sprouts. But you know what? I had to because I, to be healthier. You know what right. I mean? Right. You gotta you gotta force these people sometimes what they need so they can so they get the point. Like you know what? Right. Now I see because you know in about five or ten years there's gonna be some type of documentary that comes out about all the yep. foul stuff that was going on during this administration. Yeah. And people are gonna exactly. sit there and watch that shit and be like, "Yo, are you kidding me?" Just like what we about to get into with this whole Central Park Five. You hear about it, right? But to watch to watch that movie. You were like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't believe this. They people let this happen. Yeah, I hear. So, I hear you. And it, see, the thing was, if people would have rallied at that moment, you might have saved those kids' lives from having to deal with what they with what they dealt with. Right. So, I'm not one to sit by no long any longer, man. And I hope people, other people got the same frame of mind. And I hope the Democrats get it together. The hell with what the, what the Republican Senate is going to do. Because despite, what, despite whatever you do, they come back with the same response. They either, you got Lindsey Graham over there that want to slide a little, a little joke in there first and then start saying some bullshit. And then you got uh, the Kennedy guy who's, who's his twin. I don't know, the Democrat one. Nobody listen. They're going to do the same thing over and over again. You got to do what you got to do. You control the House right now. The Republicans in the House got to sit back and just enjoy the ride, just like you did for the yeah. first half of those two years. I, 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 I said this before, and I'll say it again, that the Democrats risk not moving towards impeachment at their own peril because, as you just is you just voice your frustrations. Others are going to voice similar frustrations come the 2020 election. And right. uh, because you did, and then you send a message to a person basically that what they did was okay. And you make it, you're, you're helping you along with the Republicans are helping to make it more difficult for future presidents. However, believe me, that future president is a Democrat. Those Republicans are going to be more aggressive in how they go about acting on something as, 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 as egregious as what Trump is doing, basically. I think the Democrats have the biggest opportunity at this point in time. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel if they approach this the right way, I feel that they can they can gain the Senate, and they can take the presidency if they approach it the right way. Mm-hmm. All, all they have to do, they need to move forward with the impeachment proceedings, right? I'm pretty sure, yep. based on just the information that's out right now, he's going to get impeached in Congress. If they move right. to the Senate and Mitch McConnell doesn't bring it to the floor or they vote against it, you know what my line for the, for the upcoming elections is going to be? I'm going to sit there and I'm going to read 
every single instance of obstruction in that report, and after every one, I'm going to say, right. so-and-so was okay with that. So or we had contact mm-hmm. here. This, this guy right here, he was okay with that. You know why? Because he voted against impeaching this president. You see this right here? He was mm-hmm. okay with that. See this right here? He was okay with that. Is this the type of person you right. are representing you that's okay with this type of behavior? If you did any of this in this report, you would be in jail right now. And you guess what? Yep. This person right here will be okay with that. Hmm. That's the opportunity that sits right in front of them right now, and they are blowing it with this whole pit yeah. type of, I don't know, impeach or peace or no, I don't know. Listen, make mm-hmm. up your mind. What do you want to do? Do you want to win and start to repair mm-hmm. the country or no? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. The people are waiting for you. They're waiting for you to, to step up and grow some balls. We sit, we waiting. I agree. Because we want to run with you, man. We're ready to get this. We're sick of seeing this every day. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%, son, that, uh, yeah, they got to do, they got to step up. They got to step up. I mean, it's Stop pity-padding around and do the right thing. That's how you're doing. If we already in the middle of 2019. Mm-hmm. The election next year. So what's up? Right. How long are you going to drag this on? Until next year? See, you go with the Democrats, they don't know what they want to do. It's the type of person you want governing you, the one that can't make up their mm-hmm. mind. They're going mm-hmm. to a Republican talking point. Right. The Democrats, are, the Democrats are cowards. Trump is strong. They're going to another talking point. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. just, it's all getting lined up for the Republicans. Mm-hmm. You want somebody strong in office, not somebody who can't make up their mind. But it's, come on, man. You are missing an opportunity. Yeah. Missing an opportunity. And you're going to mess around and put us in this situation again for the next four years. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> you know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I get, I just get frustrated because uh, Democrats are being perceived as weak. They have no backbone. And we've been saying this wrong. We've been saying this for <laughs> ever since we started this podcast. And uh, right. that they need to show more backbone. They need to show. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm looking at it this way. I'm looking at it this way. <clears throat> the situation can is only going to get worse if we do nothing. If, if if you show the people that you exhausted all of the avenues that were available to you and you did not prevail, I think the people will remember that. They will remember that right. and they will reward you because you did what you what you needed to do. You followed the Constitution. Yeah. The Constitution uh, uh, to mind you that you swore an oath to. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you straight up. If I, if I if I'm being interviewed, if I'm one of these Democrats, and I'm being interviewed, and you know that the no matter what, what channel it is, CNN, MSNBC, they love to bring up the fact. Oh, you know, but only this percentage of the country wants to move forward with impeachment and blah blah blah. You know, I'm like, listen, man. You know what I say to that? So what? Mm-hmm. Okay. I say so what because at the end of the day, I'm trying to save your country and preserve our democratic values. So you can hate me if you want to. Right. But I'm going to go down knowing I did the right thing. Exactly. And I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask the people, are you willing to stand with me and do the right thing too? That's what we need, somebody that's going to talk straight up to the people, plain and simple. Not all this dancing around the subject or, you know, that's on, that's on the table, but we need to do everything. No, I'm tired of hearing that. Because what else is going to be? Right now, the table full. The table full right now. I don't know. Is there any more room on the table? <laughs> we can talk about this all day, man. Because it's just, it's aggravating. I, let's just move know forward. We can. We got at least one more subject that we want to get on. Yeah, so let's, let's just move on, man. Because that, 
Oh, boy, they, they, they need to do something. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I wanted to get into this. Uh, oh, real quick, man, let me give a shout-out to, uh, to Jay-Z, man, for being the first rapper billionaire. How about that? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he's the first rapper billionaire. You know, what, you know what he can say? That he got more money than Trump. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> but anyway... So, huh? How much more? A lot. <laughs> uh, that was good. I like that. But um, we got about nine minutes left in the show. I wanted I wanted to touch on um the sh- the movie we mentioned earlier uh on Netflix. When they see us, and if anybody listening, I, I suggest that you watch this movie because uh, director Ava DuVernay has shown that she has a way of presenting these events to the public so you can you can feel what was happening at that time. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And this was a a very good movie, but it was an extremely hard movie for me to get through to watch what happened to these kids. Uh, who were accused of this crime simply because they were black and they were in the same park. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to see the way that the, the police approached the investigation, um, the, the lady, what's I forget her name. What's her uh, Damn. They're actually boycott. They're boycotting her now and everything, man. Linda, mm. Linda Fairstein. Linda Fairstein. Okay. She was the uh, she was the lead investigator on this on this um, this investigation, and you know she's coming out. She's talking in front of the police, and she's calling like you know these kids were in the park terrorizing, and uh, you know they terrorizing people on their bike and these animals and this stuff like that. So this is hard to digest because I think back to when I. When I was that age, and actually, I was only what at that time. I was 1989. I was what 11 years old. 19 what? 1989. I think this took place. Yeah, you were like 10 years old. 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about how the how it all went down. Where you know, you be out. I'm 13, 14 years old. You out chilling with your boy, y'all. Y'all just you know just hanging out. And all of a sudden, you see a, a whole group of people going in one direction, some of the kids you may know and stuff like that, and you follow it because you want to see what's going on or you want to you 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 be a part of what everybody else is doing. It looks like they're just having a good time. Now, bad right. things, some, sometimes bad things happen. Now, you, you always have a couple bad apples in the bunch that want to mess with people or do something stupid. That's what any group right. that is, black people. You know what I'm saying? That's not just black people doing that. That mm-hmm. happens with any group, and they they actually show that in the movie where it was a yeah, couple I've like seen that. Yeah. a couple white I've kids that, that was like you know I guess they were like rock and roll grunge kids, and they out there mm-hmm. throwing trash on the street. They in a group throwing trash on the street, messing with people and stuff like that. You don't see them calling them animals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know they they come in there, and I'm gonna just be honest, yo. When it come to cops. Running in running in situations like that, sometimes kids tend to run away because you know, as, as a black team, you know how some of these cops get down, and you don't want to be involved in that. You see what happened to these five kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the one cop chases mm-hmm. down the kid. He's thirteen years old, thirteen, fourteen, pushes him to the ground, puts the handcuffs on him, and then feels the need to smack him across the face with his helmet. What what was the reason? Right. Why? What was the excessive force for? You a grown man hitting a child with a helmet right. on top of that. that. That means that to me that means you're a coward. Mm-hmm. You a coward. Mm. But to watch the whole police process of how they <coughs> sit there and just blame this on the kids and these kids had to spend what twelve years in jail off of something they didn't do. When man, when the person who up. did it. Was 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 in clear sight. I don't know if you got a chance to finish watching it, and I don't want to spoil it for you. No, I didn't. I haven't the finished person, watching it, so yeah, yeah. Well, it's 
it's going to piss you off because the person who admitted to doing it was the obvious suspect at the time. He had already committed about three or four rapes in the same area. Mm-mm-mm. And when he and when he got caught back then, he admitted to the rapes. These all took place around the same time. So as a detective, you couldn't put two and two together like this person may be responsible for this one as well. There were there was right. no DNA evidence against the kids. There was no mm-hmm. eyewitness against those kids. The the woman herself didn't identify any of those kids. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope this movie is a lesson so they know the things that young black youths or just black men in general have to deal with when it comes to police. We have a serious problem in the police department. And I'm not even going to put it on the white police officers. In this movie, if you see how the black police officers treated their parents, that will piss yeah. them off too. Oh, yeah. 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 I noticed, it, I noticed this don't take place in New York. And you did this is all see, across the country. Yeah, you did see the one brother police officer who did, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't act on it. But he did. Nope. He, he did. He did know something wasn't right. Yeah, he said. He said. He said, "No, not that kid. That's so and so. I know him. He's, you know, what I'm saying he's a good kid." Yeah. Yeah. They just completely, they, they ignored it and said, well, yeah, we're going to go They ignored him, exactly. The was, they ignored him, yeah. He was 14 years old, man. Scared as hell sitting there being interrogated with no parents. And the thing That's about it, you, you know what yeah. frustrated me the most is the kid who went there as a friend oh of, his, of the right. other kid that they picked up. He was sitting right. there just waiting. Yeah, and they put it on him. They put it on him, yeah. Just so they can have some type of case. Mm, mm, mm. It's, it's crazy, man. They sit there and, co- and coerce those kids to make those statements just so they can clear. Yep. They can clear this. Or basically, they weren't even trying to clear the thing. They were just trying to blame those kids. That's it. They were trying to blame those kids when that when that lady came out or that DA came out. She was just saying, "Look, look at look for all black kids." So right. regardless. I mean, if you're black and you had nothing to do with it, you were a suspect. Yeah, she said. Uh, she said these, these animals, these animals, animals referred to them as yeah. animals. Um, it is, it's, it, that was, it was just a sad. Watching that first episode, <coughs> watching that first episode, it got to a point where it became too emotional for me. Now, I, I, I had someone on Facebook said that they were watching it, and it was a very emotional. I, I understood uh, when I just started watching the first episode, yeah, because yeah. it became very emotional, uh, very emotional for me, because I could imagine any person being in a similar situation and knowing, knowing, knowing that you didn't do anything. And the worst thing right. is, is, is in, in being in being uh, being uh, convicted of something you didn't do. Yeah, I guess I'm, I ran too much, Ron. Thank you, man. But uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, go ahead. You know, I wish we had more time to spend on this subject. I, I, we might, mm-hmm. matter of fact, we might bring it back to this on the next episode because right. there's a lot of things that right. took place in this movie, man. That just it just, yeah, it just pull at you like you you can't for you not to get emotional watching this and you just don't have a soul or, or right. care about the things going on to these kids nowadays, man. Because mm-hmm. um, to watch to watch the kid that you mentioned that they just pulled in because he went there with his friend to see what he went through in jail afterwards was crazy. They moved him to an adult prison. Where they he moved him to Rikers Island to a point. Yeah, he had to get beat down to a point where he was in a bed in order for them just to put him in solitaire so he can get away from that. Wow. He should have never even been in jail. Mm. See, you made me not want to even watch the rest of that. Yeah, you, you got to, man, because it's... Yeah, 
I, I'm angry. I'm not emotional. I'm angry after watching that because those kids should have never had to deal with that. Now that now that they're just traumatized for the rest of their lives. But we yeah. appreciate y'all tuning in. This has been the provocation, real people, real conversations. Uh, we'll we'll definitely be back next week with another episode. And uh, with that said, we out of here, man. All right.